0: Hello and welcome to SpoilerCast, a Hungry Gamers offshoot that aims to inform, entertain and educate you on one particular release from within the geek culture universe. And on this episode we are tackling none other than a game that was released just a couple of weeks ago, August 31st to be exact, on the Xbox and PC. It currently holds Metacritic scores of 90 for Xbox and 88 for PC. Developed by Sam Barlow in partnership with Half Mermaid who also published the game, today we are talking about none other than the FMV... Full motion video, as it's otherwise known. We're talking about immortality, and the setting for immortality goes as follows. Marissa Marcel was a film star. She made three movies, but none of these movies were ever released, and Marissa Marcel has disappeared. An interactive trilogy from Sam Barlow, creator of her story. I'm your host, Brendan White. You can find me on them socials just about everywhere, at Brendan8Bits. And joining me on this episode, I am joined by two very handsome and very budding, talented film buffs. You can find them on the socials, at Wilco's Chill Zone, and at Jono himself. Wilco, Jono, welcome to the party, pals. How the bloody hell are you doing? Pretty, pretty good. I am amazing, if that helps you at all. (laughs) I'm feeling really good, yeah, especially with that amazing, and, um... Boy howdy, Immortal, Immortality I should say, Uh, it was quite the journey. Uh, Before we jump in, obviously listeners, the way SpoilerCast works is the first portion of this episode we're going to be spoiler free until we run out of things to talk about. Then we're going to give you a hard cut and then nothing is off limits from there. So this first half of the episode, if you've yet to play Immortality, we're not going to spoil Any major plot points, we're just going to talk about our impressions, the high points, the low points, and everything else in between. But then after that, we're going deep on the story, deep on the ending, and uh, yeah, nothing is safe. So uh, maybe we can start things off, gents, with our general thoughts, like what do we think of the game? How was our overall experience? Uh, Wilco, I might throw it over to you first, mate. Do you want to get us started with what you thought about immortality?
1: I just want to start by saying this will be a very short non-spoiler section because it's really hard not (laughs) to spoil this bloody game. But it's it's I, I look I I it's Game Pass I saw it I heard all the hype going into it and I went media blackout on it like last bit I didn't want to know anything about it like no hints no nothing like that and I just wanted to play the game without getting any interaction from anyone else finish it and then look at what was online and I think that's the best way to go about this game if you can. Um, there's literal what the fuck moments in this game that just make you stand up and go. Your hair on the back of your neck jumps up. There's there's a whole one more click. Like I stayed up till you know eleven o'clock at night. Me old old man. You old um, man. <laughs> eleven o'clock at night. You know, just trying to get one more clip to it. It's just the mystery behind it. The the puzzles that you've got to try and get, and not knowing anything just heightened all that kind of stuff. I, I know we're going to talk about the. I oh, will definitely the the lack of, you know. A guidance to this game but I actually enjoyed the fact that I didn't know what I was doing for the, the best part of it mm. um, and then all of a sudden things were clicking as you're going through and even when I finished I still wasn't quite understanding what was going on but <laughs> it's definitely one of those games that was um, just, just hooked me, hooked me from the start and hooked me all the way through and I can definitely recommend it to anyone out there who wants to have a good puzzle game or a good mystery game or just a good story
0: yeah, we'll talk more spoiler-free and spoiler-laden regarding the story very shortly. But JP, share with us your experience uh, with Immortality. Uh, you know, Dive as deep, non-spoilery as you like here, and just let us know what you thought about playing uh, Sam Barlow's latest hit.
2: Yeah, uh, I had a really great time. Uh, I recently played Telling Lies, which was his previous game. I haven't played her story yet so I guess I'll try and track that down or wait for it to go on Game Pass or on sale somewhere else because I'm definitely keen to play it especially now but Telling Lies was um, a kind of a similar concept except it was like typing keywords to scrub through like Skype calls and FaceTime videos and it's I think this is like a better version of that like they've pulled it off to a better extent and the actual story behind it is much more interesting. So I did have a really good time playing. Uh, I loved the sense of discovery as that's basically the whole hook of this thing is to just constantly discover, you know, and unravel the story. And because you've got that control over it, it does feel like you are discovering it, not just consuming it. It at it, it Sometimes it did feel like I'm just watching a TV show or a movie, but because you have that interaction in there, so much more than that like you're doing it at a non-linear pace and that just adds a wrinkle to you're trying to figure out like okay how does this fit in what's the chronology here uh and then on top of that you've got all these little insights into um uh, you know the history of film and the development of of um of you know these three movies that are very different from each other very different styles over The course of you know from the late sixties through to the late nineties. So I love that kind of behind the scenes look and the kind of the the true Hollywood stories of of uh, Marissa Marcel and and her uh, you know all the people that were unfortunate enough to cross paths with her. I guess you could say. Um, And you know the I guess you know there's the 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 way that you jump into this game knowing nothing like what Wilco was saying. Uh, that's something that can be really overwhelming at the start so as much as I've mean I've been praising it it took me a while to get into it because I was like to begin with what am I meant to be doing here like they don't really tell you they don't explain it and I'm just sitting there at the screen pressing the triggers and watching the clips jump around in different orders wondering if I'm meant to be like moving them around in a certain way or Am I just meant to watch them through? So it, it took me a while to figure out that you just literally meant to do it at your own pace and and figure things out. But once I got there, yeah, really enjoyed the experience.
0: Yeah, it can be it can be a little jarring, a little bit daunting, I found. Like like from what the the guys both touched on, the the way this game works in a nutshell is is you're uh, you know splicing together footage from three films that Marissa Marcel was part of from yeah the '60s through to the late '90s, and in between that you're getting behind the scenes clips, interviews, and and things related to her broader life and being to sort of try and work out what's happened to Marissa. And, and yeah, when you start the game, it gives you it felt like it was sub 60 seconds as far as here's the buttons. Mm. If you're playing on Xbox, this will rewind. This will fast forward. Here's how you favorite a clip. Now go, go be merry with these clips. And it's just like, um, okay, uh, what do I do here? And I was uh, stuck in the mud a little bit, I think for the first probably 30 minutes because yeah, there was no hand holding, which I kind of liked, but it was difficult to push through because I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm meant to be doing mm. here. I'm watching this random clip and then it's, jumped me to like another unrelated film and now I don't understand what's happening here. And until I got into that rhythm and sort of got out of the mud and managed to sort of get a routine as far as how do I tackle each of these clips? What am I looking for? What are the items I'm trying to highlight and focus on to, to pause and go into the image mode and then be able to sort of click on a actor or a, you know, a production member's face to then take me somewhere else or something in the foreground or the background. I was sort of just walking around aimlessly, so to speak, in this in this mm. game for a good 30 to 60 minutes. But once I got that rhythm going and then started finding key clips and I found favoriting clips was a big saving grace for me where if I found something really cool, I'd back out, quickly press X to favorite it so I'd go into a separate little subfolder for lack there of a better term. And I'd know that there's more stuff to dig deeper into there instead of going down this constant rabbit hole, like you were going from clip to clip to clip to clip. There's 202, if I remember right, total clips in this game to, to watch across three movies in three decades. And it's easy to get lost. But um, overall, I really enjoyed it. It's very unlike anything I've played this year or maybe for many years. I, I haven't played Telling Lies. Um, I dabbled with a bit of Her Story uh, a little while ago, but outside of that, this is just sort of taking me back to the '90s and, and watching things or playing things like Nightmare, the interactive horror board game where you put the VHS tape in and you sort of play along with the videotape of this demonic game master. And that's what made me sort of sort of flash back to my childhood with this movie uh, with this game that's done in FMV style as well. But it's so good; I really enjoyed it. I like the simplicity of what you're trying to do here as far as solving a story the puzzles in the detective mode that you're sort of engaging in and also just learning more and more about these characters and i think that's probably a nice jump point where we can go non-spoiler with the story stuff john i might throw it back to you and then mm. to wilco and then i'll sort of circle back again but what did you think of the story of immortality spoiler free of course
2: yeah i mean so i guess the overarching story without spoiling it is to figure out why these three films that Marissa made never got released and I I enjoyed that experience of watching through and um, I actually did it chrono- fairly chronologically so my uh, my approach to it was to just gather as many clips as I could. So I was just constantly going into image mode, not watching through the clips just being like okay, click on that um, clapboard, click on the next one, click on the next one till I got as many as I could. Then, you know, click on an actor's face, click on, you know, a cross or a, an apple or a knife and just like get as many clips as I could. And then once I was like, okay, I think I've got a good base here. I went back to the very beginning Ambrosia and watched it all the way through and still, you know, gathering more clips as I went along. But that was the way that I did it to be as least confusing as possible. Because <laughs> um, I know some people are like just watching random clips. Um, and I was one of those yeah. people.
0: I was, uh, I was so far out in the weeds a few times here where I'm like, have I jumped s- films now? Or is this just a weird flashback scene related to Minsky from Two of yeah. Everything? Like somebody help me get me back on track.
1: I wanted to point out because with Brendan, especially with like you were talking about how you played it. It's fascinating how I think all three of us had completely different approaches. You were talking about you wanted to do you went uh, so Jono's gone chronological. You were going in and out of the main screen, favouriting things and stuff like that. I, and you were saying you could go down the rabbit hole. I literally went down the rabbit hole. I went from scene to wherever it took me, that's where I went. So that's I'm so here great. in Ambrosio and then I'm in, in Dominski and then all of a sudden I'm back to Ambrosio and then I'm all the way to the two of us. And I just went. I didn't even remember about that screen going back to the main main screen. <laughs> I didn't favorite a thing the whole way through. So, yeah, you could do it very different ways and I love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I guess getting back to like the the question about the story, um, yeah, I, I did find that um, kind of progress through Hollywood really interesting, and kind of figuring out why these films didn't get released. It's a c- pretty obvious with a couple of them, and less obvious with um, the first one. But you know, there's I guess theories that you can build about it, and yeah, I I think that what they've put together is uh pretty original and and cool um there's some twin peaks kind of vibes in there with um some without spoiling it kind of unnatural things happening um and when you discover that it's pretty amazing and that kind of gives it a a b story on top of that a story that we've been talking about and we'll definitely get well and truly into that B story uh, in spoiler territory, won't we?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Nothing, nothing is safe come spoiler time. Mm. But Wilco, keep it safe here from a spoiler perspective. Uh, what was your thoughts on the story overall for immortality? It depends, I guess, on what you found the
1: story as. Like as I said before, I got to the end and I still was fairly unclear <laughs> on, on a few points. <laughs> and um, I was fe- like, I, I started with the here is the story that, like you said. Let's find out why these what these movies are about and why these movies didn't come out. And that's what I was focused on. And then all of a sudden, things obviously change, and I just was lost for a while there, just trying to put all these things together in my head in the best possible way, though, because the story itself, there's many different areas of can be interpreted. I guess a few of the, especially a few of the points that there's some things that I was reading into it that I don't think I've heard anyone else talk about. There's then um, Bits where I was probably way off the mark, but you could definitely read into into things like that. There's a whole religious side to it, um, which was very fascinating as well. And I think you're talking about an A and a B story. I think there was almost an A, B and and like three C stories, especially with the movies themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I would sit down and watch any of those movies because they were so fascinating. Um, Especially when the first movie, Ambrosia, is based on an actual real life novel as mm-hmm. well so yeah the monk i think yeah, it is so it's not that he's just made up three stories just for the game like he's made three movies one based off a retelling of a of a what 18th century book or whatever it was that was just sitting there no one had ever touched and then he's made two other stories which when you get to the end there's all these aha moments in the story because you're like, oh, that makes more sense now. That is makes more sense. That feeds into that story. And he's linked it together all so well. And it's once you, like I've, I said in here, it's, it's that water cooler moment when you finally finish it and you come up for air and you go to socials and you go to Reddit and you go to places like this and watch videos on it and you go, I was right, I was wrong. You know, people ask, were saying the same things I was. And I think that's the biggest part of the story is once you get out and talk to other people about it like
0: we're doing now, hmm. I think that's the, where it shines the most at the moment for me it it really did like i i loved the story from a from a spoiler free perspective like it was it's very unique as far as the 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 narratives that it's trying to weave together and as as you guys both mentioned like the fact that we've got three full movies here on top of the the overarching story about what's happened to marissa and then all these other subplot threads that are just connected everywhere like it's, it's that Charlie Day red conspiracy <laughs> theory string situation going on. Like, I was playing this game and there was times where I'm like, I think I understand what's happening here. I've got an idea in my mind is where is this story is going to go. And then it either flip it upside down and I'd be way off. Or then like an hour or so later, I'd find a clip and I'd be like, yes, I am on the right track here. Like, I'm not going completely mad. Did you like, run a notepad at all? I did not. Like I probably should have, but the favourite in clips was probably, I guess, my digital notepad where I could go back and go, I remember seeing in Ambrosia on this dated clip something that I need to skim back to so then I go back and navigate my way through. But um, it's it's really well done and like if if Sam Bala, I think because this game is getting such universal praise, it's so highly rated, I don't know any, any of the sales out data on it, but I'm hoping that those three movies exist in their respective entireties because if they could release them like as a triple feature and you could stream them on, like because this maybe they're going to end up on Netflix because the game's coming out on the Netflix app, maybe there's some type of agreement potentially where we'll be able to get to watch these three films in the near future because I would gladly sit down and watch these because I think they'll be brilliant to watch them front to back unedited because you know we were we were chopping stuff up left right and center we didn't get the full consistent viewing experience so i'm hoping we get the three
2: if if they don't then someone will put it on youtube in in, probably already is like the full you know (laughs) minsky and it's like maybe 65 minutes long or something like that you know yeah so great so great but i love that
0: it was very, uh, yeah, like like what Jono mentioned, it was a, it was a throwback to filmmaking of yesteryear. It, like I kept thinking, especially with the the sort of the the first director that was attached to Ambrosio, like he was he looked like he was just a Hitchcock parody yeah. with with his aesthetic and everything and the way he was doing stuff. And it was just like a homage, but also like a new way of doing those films from from yesteryear. And I really really loved it. Maybe we could jump on the flip side of that. Any nitpicks, any issues, bugs, gripes, so on and so forth. Spoiler free, obviously. Wilco, I'll throw it over to you. Did you have anything that you encountered during your playtime with immortality that sort of stood out in a negative way? Yeah, look, there was definitely a couple
1: of things. Um, I want to point out just here, I was going to mention it earlier on. If you've got any prior history with sexual assault or sexual assault triggers you at all, probably don't go into this game. Um, It is fairly Mm -hmm. heavily... Um, does go act, access? It shows footage of the similar uh, that kind of stuff. So if that kind sort of stuff triggers you, probably steer clear of this.
0: Yeah, so. th- there's some scenes in this in this game that can be very confronting. Yes. So uh, just friendly courtesy reminder there, just to maybe research it in a non spoiler capacity to make sure it's going to be right for you before yep. jumping yeah. in, because there is some pretty heavy stuff that gets thrown at yeah, you. Yeah, and they unexpectedly they too. do a
2: good job of laying out that trigger warning. It you know the main menu. Um, I, I didn't even look at it because I didn't want any spoilers um, and I, I don't no. really have any triggers. So it was, I, I'm, I wonder if that's been helpful to people um, or at least for, to prepare them to know that, okay, maybe you're going to hit something that, yeah. that hits you really hard.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: But as for bugs, there was a few small ones. Like
1: There was a few scenes that I went into and there was no audio. You saw the subtitles come up. I would then have to fast forward, rewind, finally right. it would come up and I didn't know whether I'd prompt the thing, but it was definitely just random, like, you know, one in every 15, 20 clips, maybe even higher than that, really. Um, the rumble in the Xbox controller would be on and I'm like, oh, here we go, Let's, <laughs> what's going on here? And. I'd go back and forth, and the rumble would disappear. And I'm like, "Oh, I've missed something." But then I just realised the rumble was actually broken. Yeah, yeah, it was again. a bit of a
0: ruse. Like <laughs> I, I, I tried to scrub a few scenes here or there as well because I get the brr, brr, like the, the foreboding pulse. And yeah. then there's nothing there. I'm scrubbing <laughs> back and forth, where well, I'm like, "Ah, what's happening here?" It's just my controller's on the fritz. Or <laughs> that something.
2: seemed to happen when you were fast forwarding or rewinding, and when you hit the end of a clip, it would rumble. But then if you hit the end of the clip and then press play, it just seemed to continue, continue. rumbling. That that was when I noticed okay. it at least. Yeah.
1: I, I guess the other thing is like we'll talk about... Her, I, I've played Her Story. I didn't play Telling Lies. I'm pretty sure they're both on Game Pass to be honest. Uh, um, I don't
2: think her, her Story is, but Telling Lies was definitely was at least a month ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that. May, I'm getting confused with timelines as well. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was... Okay, Her Story, you put in a word... And that's what you 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 chased, and you found it. With this one, I would do a picture of a of a, an orange or something on the table, and all of a sudden I'd be looking at a chair. The chairs were the best ones. I'm, I'm here's this chair, excellent. I want this this actual chair, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you've got this lounge in 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 Minsky <laughs> that you were looking at Ambrosia, and you're like, that's not what I wanted. And then you got to try and get back to that, and then you just got no way to to fine tune those choices. And I think there was some gating to some scenes or there had, had to be some gating to some scenes. So you're really trying to find this thing, but you had to click on a different image in a different scene to mm. get to that one. And you got an, into a bit of a loop at some stages just trying to find things because it wasn't as accurate as just using a word because it's obviously completely different. And it, it's it's great. I love using the, the pictures and trying to find actual items and, and go through that, but it was very hit and miss at times. Um, not very hit and miss, but there's definitely points where it got hit and miss, mm. and, and you got yourself into a loop.
0: Yeah. I copped the gating a little too there. Uh, sorry, John. I'll just quickly just jump on the back of that yeah. part. But yeah, where I'd, I'd click on unrelated items a few times in different clips, but it'd take me to the, like it'd jump me to the next scene, even though I might've seen it a few times. Like there was a few constant scenes I was finding throughout the three different films and the different interview processes where I've clicked on an object that must vaguely tie into it some way and not, they're mustering me down this narrative path to yep. get to that clip. So that that sort of did lose a little bit of impact for me here or there, but yeah, I get it.
2: Jonah? I was just going to say that something that we didn't really talk about, but that process of clicking on the different objects to unlock uh, new clips that you haven't seen, you really did feel like a genius or something when you saw something (laughs) for the first time. Like, oh, a painting. I'm going to click on the painting. Or a mirror and you click on the mirror and it's like a new thing to explore um, and get like five or six new clips out of, um, you know, a a snake or like a a, a flower or something. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm a genius.
0: (laughs) Uh, You did feel very... uh... Dick Tracy-esque, yeah. <laughs> didn't you, at times where you like, I'm, I'm, I've cracked the case. I'm onto the right thing here because I've just found this nondescript item in the background there mm. and it's opened up everything for me. But it's few There's a
2: few of those things, like if two people are kissing and you click on the kiss specifically, mm. not just like one of the person's faces, that takes you to other kisses. Um, so yeah, there's a, there is a, a few nuances to that. It's not just simply like here's a cup and it's going to take you to any form of, of drink bottle or mug or coffee cup or or whatever through the whole game. Yeah, even oranges. Yeah. Oranges <laughs>
0: play a part in uh, some ambrosios. There's some weird, very aggressive orange eating happening back in the, in the late 60s, yeah. but anyway. Yeah.
2: So nitpicks, um, I mentioned the lack of instruction when I first got in that kind of had me like, what am I doing? What's the point of this game? But once I got past that, um, my only real nitpick that I can say that's spoiler-free is that I hit the credits randomly about, it felt like 60% of the way through the game. And I've noticed for other people just listening and reading that it's happened for them after very key story points, but it just didn't seem to be that for me. And that might be that it maybe it was a key story point and I didn't realize that it was significant until later. Or you know, perhaps it just through whatever algorithm it decides it's time for the credits. It, it just spewed it out for me, and it is an interesting moment that takes place before the credits that I can't talk about yet. But I was just kind of like, it's a good thing I'm not just going to put this game now because I I'm missing like at least fifty percent of the information that I need to understand what this game's about. So. It, I I never really like an early credits role. Like it happens in As Dusk Falls, which we were talking about a few yeah, few weeks ago. It. It's <laughs> like why why put credits in the middle of your game? Like it, I don't understand the logic to that. Um, you should put it. You should save it till the end because otherwise, some people will p- just put it down and say, "Well, that was a weird game," and that's it. Like a, a small amount of people might think that way, but it's still something worth considering. I think.
0: No, I completely agree. Like, um, random credit rolls can can just be that final full stop for people. Yeah, where well, they move on and jump onto the next title, and it could be a big missed opportunity, especially for a game like this that rewards so much exploration and backtracking and digging deeper and scrubbing film more thoroughly and more succinctly to to get to the full truths and. Get the, get the stories for all of the characters. Like you get some payoffs for a lot of the ancillary characters and there's trophies popping for all kinds of things in this game. So it's it's good to get off the straight and narrow and dig deep. But yeah, my, my sort of main gripes, spoiler free, for Immortality ties into that first hour, which you already touched on, where it can be very overwhelming and very confusing. And then also when there is this focus on scrubbing scenes, which we won't really go into specifics here. There's a certain way to do it. And without the game telling you how, I thought I was doing it the right way and just getting a few little tells without actually realizing I was doing it completely wrong and missing mm. the next scene jump anyway. So I was doing a lot of backtracking once I actually worked out that secret source. So, you know, it, it stretched out the game time for me, added added some more value to, to my my playthrough, I guess, as far as being a, a film aficionado slash detective slash whatever else you want to classify as being in this game. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's give ourselves some spoiler-free final, final thoughts and then maybe we can jump into spoilers because uh, there's a lot of things to talk about, I think.
1: That's all I came on this
0: podcast to talk about. Now you're going to be talking about all this other stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wilco, what, what's your uh, closing words, spoiler-free, on immortality? Uh, this is probably some of the best acting you're going to see in a game for a
1: while. The the movie making as well. Like, Sanballo's made three distinct movies from three distinct time periods with three distinct props. Like, accurate time props. And he's done it all for one game. Like, just to see that aspect of it, it's worth the price of admission right there. Um, if you've got Game Pass, it's cheap, cheap as the the price of a mission, but it's definitely worth it just for those three things, the acting, the the storytelling in the movies themselves, let alone the whole mystery and the gameplay aspect of it on the side as well. Um, all that definitely worth it. Definitely worth the play. If you are looking for this type of gameplay. Well, even if you're not looking, it's, it's worth a try hmm. and get, try and get yourself to
0: get that thing and then go from there. Definitely. Like uh, the, the game itself can run anywhere. I've seen speed runs and, like in air quotes, complete runs within three hours. But from the most I see, it's around five to six. My game time felt like it was in around that time frame as well. So it's it's a good chunky I investment. It's not too overwhelming, but you know you need to you need to throw a bit of time behind it to get a a complete experience of immortality. But JP, what's your spoiler free thoughts? Uh,
2: I think this is the best FMV game ever. You know, it's, it's probably a low bar to say that because a lot of them aren't great. But, uh, you know, Wing Commander 4 with Mark Hamill back in the day, I played a fair bit of that. <laughs> Shout out. That's a game I haven't thought of in decades. Yeah, that was that was great. It was the only thing I'd seen him in apart from Star Wars. And I was like, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think that the double story or the triple story, however you want to describe the different things that are happening in this game is fantastic, the way it slowly unravels, the performances, as Wilco mentioned, the way that they have actors playing actors is such a hard thing to pull off, and it is totally believable that this is just lost footage, uh, or a documentary, or something. The way that, you know, these actors are acting a scene out, and then they yell cut, and then they drop into their real personality is just fascinating, because it feels like you're getting that look behind the curtain, um, and seeing the drama of things happening on set it's it's so interesting um, and you feel like a fly in the wall, which is so much um, so much fun and those performances are just really solid like the, there's there's never a moment that you're like, oh, that line wasn't delivered very well. It's it's just it just feels like you're like I said, watching you know, featurette on a DVD or something. so, yeah overall can't recommend it enough I, I haven't haven't got it as high as um some people do I think as far as like calling it like a 10 out of 10 or or whatever but um it's definitely in the probably the top five of my favorite games this year I'd say
0: yeah I'm, I'm a similar mindset to both you guys like it's it's one of my favorite games I've played in 2022 so far it's it's very unlike anything I've played in I don't know how many years and like, like he's touched on the, the acting in this game where they are doing multiple characters at once within the game is better than some of the blockbusters that you watch at the cinema. Like it is astounding. Like the, the cast, I have not heard of anyone yeah. that played any of the, the, the characters in this, in this game before, but I'm curious to see, what their respective acting backgrounds are, and if they're in some some movies and TV shows of note, because they've got some acting chops, like they've got some skills, and they carry this game effortlessly. And I cannot wait to see what Sam Barlow does next. Or is this his piece? Their resistance, and he retires and lives off this game for the rest of his life. I don't know, but if this is sort of his um, wheelhouse now and into the future where he's just the FMV guy, if this is the bar set, hopefully you can ascend past this again because Immortality is one of the best things I've played all year. Highly recommended. Uh, yeah, as, as Wilco mentions, it's included in Game Pass. If you're already a Game Pass member, it's a free download. It's not costing you anything apart from your time. So get it in your hands as soon as you can. Or if you want to wait a little bit longer and play it potentially on your mobile device, you'll be able to play it in parallel with your netflix subscription if you Mm. do not have game pass so you'll be able to play it that way in the near future as well but yeah immortality by sam barlow and half mermaid definitely 8-bit approved definitely all the chef's (laughs) kisses and let's pause it here and jump into spoilers so listeners if you haven't played and you don't want anything spoiled from immortality i'd probably hit pause Go invest those few hours, finish that game, and circle back because we are going deep and we are going in many, many
2: directions. Just for an extra bit of buffer, as people scramble to press pause, the um, the actress or actor that plays um, Marissa, I've, I stumbled across her on Twitter. She had two hundred and eighty followers, yes. and she was like tweeting about like reviews of the game. So she's literally like an unknown and I- so great. Yeah, I went
1: through. I went through IMDb, trying to find them, and I none of them are in IMDb. And the the actual movies now for the three movies are separate movies in IMDb
2: as well. Yeah. So you can actually
1: have the actor list for that, but none of them got any any history anyway.
2: It looks like they've been added now, because I can see that the guy that played Carl has been in Babylon, whatever that is, and there's a few <laughs> other listings there. But yeah, I'm sure they... Carl, Carl did look the most That's familiar out of all of them, mm. but he is just generic... Mm
0: reasonably good yes. looking white American it's got, it's got male. familiar face <laughs> but yeah Manon Gage who plays Marissa Marcel she is an absolute star and some of the other actors and actresses also do very well Charlotte Moline who plays a character we'll talk about in a second also oh, she was, was amazing. fantastic so full spoilers ahead <laughs> I don't even know how the, how you can sort of do a summary of the story in a very quick, succinct manner? Or do we sort of just not even attempt it and just talk favorite moments? Or are you confident enough, John, yeah, to give it a crack? I want to give it a
2: crack. And you guys can jump in when you think I've got something wrong or if I've missed something. Okay, right. so this is, this is my understanding. I, I've seen 90% of clips for each of the movies, so I feel like I have a pretty good understanding. But Okay, so um, you have the first movie, Ambrosia. That is possibly never released because um, of all the sex that happens in there, and the way that uh, John Jurek and Marissa hook up, and they're having like actual intercourse on film. It could be that that it's so raunchy that it doesn't never sees the light of day. It's hard to think whether a film like that would get released in the U.S. in the '60s. It seems pretty probably, full not. On. probably not. Probably um, not. Second film. Uh, a gun goes off and kills one of the main actors, so that's that. And then the third film, obviously, uh, for people who've played this, Marissa herself perishes. Uh, f- it's unclear what, I guess, is she poisoned, I, th- I think, is, is the idea. Is that where you gathered, well, Wilco?
1: So, I think both John... And Marissa perish at, yes. in the making of this movie. There's a scene where they both collapse on the ground. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, from talking to other people, the person controlling Marissa yes. is also controlling John. Yep. And that stretches them too thin. And then mm-hmm. she actually perishes herself, which takes the two bodies with her, is my understanding of right.
2: it. Right. And then... And that's just a, 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 the body's overloaded and, and that's it and it just gives up. And then burned alive, yeah. Oh, not alive, but burned. Uh, so I guess the that's the simple A story of what's happening in this game um, with all the twists and turns of, you know, hooking up with the director of photography that becomes the director of Minsky and uh, the third film, Two of Everything. But what's happening in the background is... Dun, 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 there's actually two immortal beings that are controlling everything throughout the history of time. Uh, yeah. The one and the other one. Um, from what I gather, the one met Marissa when she was a young Frenchman... Uh, French woman, in like World War II and was, was mm-hmm. dying from some kind of attack. And at, at that time, it seems like the one was... Inhabiting the body of a black man um, who offered her the chance to live again. And in French, she says to him, I wanna I wanna live, I wanna keep living, and that's when the one inhabits her. And then we see different clips through the the subverting of of watching the videos backwards when we get the rumble or the weird noise that reveal different key moments there's so much i'm not going to be able to talk about all of them but some of the most significant ones we see are. um i she she kind of at one point thinks that she might take over the director of ambrosia but then realizes that he's kind of past his prime um i I should should say that um this this uh being was inspired by hollywood and actors and the ability to like reach a wide number of people through film and became interested in art and being amused and all of that kind of thing. Um, so you're seeing all these times where uh, Marissa's like sleeping with someone, but it's actually like the the one controlling her. So you get to, to watch the clip backwards and see that actor taking her place. She she kills uh, no, she kills John at some point. Like she in in um like the one kills him in like the other world which is really confusing yeah, think, um in
1: M- uh, in minsky
2: towards the end oh, of it's minsky, towards the end of minsky was
1: it yeah, yeah. uh and then it takes over john's body is my understanding of it
2: after she kills carl right yeah so and then the so the reason she kills carl is because she realizes that the other one has taken control of carl um And she thinks that because he's been cremated, that he won't be coming back. But the big through the power of film twist (laughs) is that John's wife uh, is it Amy. Amy, She watches the film, and then she becomes possessed through watching the screen. And then I think Amy's involved in um, somewhat in the downfall of um, Marissa and John at the end, even though, yes, um, the one is controlling both of them and it's taking a toll on her. And eventually, when she dies, they burn her alive because burning is the only way that you can't come back. And the way that the game ends is, you know, you flick the clips back and forth and eventually, similar to the way that Amy was watching this film and became possessed by the other one, the one is now possessing us, the player, um, in a very freaky twist to end the game. So I've probably missed a few things that you guys might want to mention and we'll probably uh, stumble across as we're talking about it, but I think they're the main things that take place. Yeah, so, so
0: the one and the other one, uh, pretty much, I don't know if you classify them as... Demons as muses as eternal entities, but like through the the process of uncovering all this footage, yeah, they're they're immortal beings and uh they, they've been around just about since the dawn of time. It feels like they look like they allude to setting up Adam and Eve. They they say that pretty much they were Jesus and they thought the whole theatrical thing about him getting crucified on the cross would be a great moment to live on forever because yeah, they want to be um, remembered forever because the two muses, uh, the, the one who was played uh, like the female, the one, she more seems to be like the, the muse or the focal point of art and immortality. And the other one from what I can understand is more to do with law and he despises humanity. Mm. So there's this sort of conflict where the one wants to be adored by humanity and the other one wants to see humanity burn and, die so there's this constant eternal conflict throughout all these characters that they inhabit and live lives through and it all plays out in in this scenario here with with immortality but it was um it was a lot holy crap like when when it started to sort of open itself up to myself and i understood or or at least i thought i understood (laughs) or could sort of fathom some of these things that were going on amongst the main sort of a plot of this game i was just like what what is going on here it is going so deep and i'm so confused but i'm also all about it um but wilker anything else you wanted to add regarding the the overall synopses and then maybe we can jump into our respective favorite moments full of spoilers
1: so you've got the pretty much the story beats the main story beats uh right on I, i thought they were going to be just adam and eve coming through at one stage that was that was my theory i was working on but there was more immortals, is what they mentioned a few times. They've all died off, and these are the last two that are left. Um, the cremating kills them, but sometimes doesn't kill them. It just takes a long time to come back. She, I like how she talks about the different ways to die hmm. and how they they hurt differently and they they are harder to recover from. Um, but yeah, the main thing I, th- I thought there was going to be, especially with the Ambrosia, when you see Marissa's first sort of like casting call um, or in- oh or, my yeah. Yeah, I thought there was going to be this whole sexual grooming of of young actresses was going to be a big part of it, which sort of then fell away really quickly. Um, But yeah, the the individual movies themselves as well, Um, I think The Two of Us was the the, the interesting one because they referenced it a few times that they made that movie about themselves, about the, Mm, the one and the other one. It was about them and then obviously you get the song at the end with the two of us and it's very much a, a whole thing dedicated to them playing different roles and, and trying to do things to each other and, and to humanity. It's all about, um, what is it? Elevating humanity is what they tried to do with mm. the
2: Jesus story mm-hmm. and then obviously with the film story. The, the casting call was the one where I spent ages trying to find it and I ended up getting it by accident for Marissa. Yep. But when you rewind that one and get the subverted version, that was wild. Did you guys see that one? It's, it's, it's the one where the the one is taking the place of Marissa and the conversation starts off and the director says, like, how old are you? And she goes, how old are you? And she, like, pulls him over and sits him on the chair. She's like, yep. She, like, asks asks him all these pointed questions, like, what are your party tricks? And he tells, like, a dirty limerick. And it's just, like, such a weird moment to see the power dynamic completely shift. So it was a bit confusing yeah. sometimes, like... like these things aren't happening in real life. Where are they actually happening? Like, is it happening at the spiritual level or something? Like, it was re- it was a bit like unclear how these things were taking place because they obviously weren't like an one for one, you know, reenactment of of the real world. It was more of like a sim symbolic occurrence. It seemed like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm not completely sure on that. It felt like a lot of it played out in, let's just say, the real world, you could say. Um, even, even those subverted clips, but it was just we got to see under that mask as far as who was wearing that skin suit at the time. But mm. it's interesting because that whole grooming and, and young starlet thing does pop up infrequently in those... In, in the game itself, like when she's doing the the, um, the interview on like The Late Show and the host is like, oh, how, you're very young, like you look so young and oh, you're, so, you're a gorgeous woman. Like there's there's a lot of nods to modern day Hollywood, even though we are backdating this yeah. thing you know,
2: 50 years or so. So she was 17 when she auditioned as well, which is very young to be cast, casting someone that's going to be having lots of sex on, on camera. But,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I assume that's why they shot it in Italy to avoid some of the predatory laws right. and stuff in America.
1: <laughs> there, then there was the other casting call with the slightly larger young girl and he just basically, nah, sorry, you're not good enough. Oh, you're cute, but you're not good enough. Yeah. And
0: it was like, it really it went into it, but it just never followed through with that storyline yeah. at all. I think it was just very much like it, just this was a not so subtle jab at Hollywood back then right through to now and showing that nothing much has really changed. No. But um, yeah, favorite moments. Let's, let's, let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's share some of our high points, low points, however you want to classify those favorite moments in immortality. Wilco, start us off, share some of your favorite, uh, favorite times with immortality. Can I bounce it straight back to you then? Sure. When did
1: you realize there was a the subverted videos? In that when you are scrubbing back? How did, how did you stumble across that?
0: Yeah, so I think the first one I got it from was actually the sex scene in the toilets where they're filming the sex scene in the toilets. And it sort of... I was doing the scrub back there and then the one popped in. And I'm like, hang on, wh- what? I beg your pardon? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening here now? And so I sort of was back and forth on it, but I didn't know to use the D-pad to get the full subverted experience. So I just sort of had this weird cut going from uh, Marissa and Carl to to the one and the other one, I guess, having the sex scene. I can't remember if it was both of them playing uh, in in the subverted scene there. So that was the first one. And then there was another one in Ambrosio that happened not too long after that, where one of the nuns is holding the baby and she's sort of crying against a, a stone wall and it sort of cuts to Marissa against it real close up facial shot. And then it, like just imposes the one straight in over the top. I was like, oh, fucking shit, what's going on? Like the face cut just scared the crap out of me and that's where it happened for me. Probably I'd say an hour to an hour and a half in, I reckon I got the first one.
2: Yep. How did you go, Jono? Where did you find it? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was because I watched it chronologically. I think it was in the pre-production footage of... um, of Ambrosia, like when they're acting out, like here's how we're gonna do this scene, and and it was when I was rewinding, but I didn't like stop and focus on it. It just kind of flashed up and did that overlay kind of thing where it was kind of transparent, and I was like, oh, that's pretty weird. Like, what are they trying to do there? And I, I thought it was like some kind of like fight club tyler durden kind of thing where it's like we slipped a frame in there for people to find yeah it was a little penis or a sex scene (laughs) yeah well it probably was a sex scene that was flicking up on the screen um (laughs) and then i noticed like oh it's not happening when you go forwards it's only happening when you go backwards that's weird so i didn't realize that you you mentioned the d-pad brendan but for me the way that i got those clips to play through was by um, using the stick to play it at a certain speed and then it would yep. lock mm-hmm. in um, and the first time that happened for me was when it was in front of the painting of like the Virgin Mary done as yeah. Marissa and she just the one just popped up in front of of that painting and starts talking about it and I was like oh what's going on here this this is something and then you get all those black and white clips where she's kind of monologuing to the camera and explaining a bit more and you're like okay it really wasn't till like well towards the end that i started to actually understand what i was watching with all those clips i just knew that i had to kind of unlock them and then you have the moment where you realize that the rumble is the the sign and i really (laughs) give them a lot of credit for um I should have said this in uh, non-spoiler territory, but as much as it's like a bit obtuse and not clear, they took a big risk with that, and I think it paid off with the um, surprise that everyone walks away from this game with.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my favorite moment is is this point where it all sort of clicks in your head that I'm doing this completely wrong. (laughs) And I've been doing it completely wrong for like an hour, an hour and a half. What am I, what, what am I doing in my life? Um, I had the point where... So, it was... I didn't even get that sex scene still right at the end, Brendan. So, I don't know how you got there. You got some diverted little
0: al- algorithm going on. But. Just search my browser history and ran it. We know what he's going to be wanting to look at first. So, That's they just it. loaded me up. So, I got the scene where... what well, I was talking before
1: where they, they both collapse on the filming of the two of us. And she's spinning the, the phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back and I'm trying to get back to the phone because I want to click on the phone. And I'm going back and I'm like, I sat up in the chair really quick. I'm like, that, that's different length hair. That person's got like really short hair because it was the back of the one's yeah. head walking back. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? And then the scene went in a completely different direction, didn't even go near the phone. And then she just pop, goes out the door, comes back in, pops her head in, goes, come with me, or something along those lines. And I'm just like, Okay, I need to see the end of this game. I'm not putting this controller down until I get to the end of this. When when she talks um, to
2: the to you, it's pretty freaky. Like she is such a weird, like the way that she presents herself is so strange. Like sometimes she's like absolutely terrifying. Other times she's kind of sexy, and it's it's just like so confusing to watch this person go through these different. She's doing a
1: ballerina uh, routine as perfect as any bloody dance choreography mm. could have been done. And like the, the spectrum of all that kind of stuff. I, I want to also talk the favorite moment was the whole experience of seeing the production of a movie. Like you, you see featurettes and stuff like that, but you never see the casting call, then the line reads mm-hmm. and then the searching for the sets and then the the dry runs of, on the set to see if it's going to work right through to the actual, let's do a proper scene here. And you see different seeds done in different ways, so you can see the line reads, and you see the 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 dry run of the set, and then you see the full thing, and you just get to understand that process for a movie that was never made, yeah. <laughs> um, in such an interesting way, and I, I think that was one of my other big moments. Uh, the death of uh, Goodman yeah. uh, Carl was one of those things of like I, I had that in the back of my mind: one of these three movies is mm, someone dies. And they they kill this movie, and to see that happen was a light bulb moment of okay, cool, I'm on the track. That's we understand that, but it just sort of came out of nowhere. And the acting of it was so like so spot on. Everyone on the scene was just a dead quiet. And you're like, okay, this isn't real. And then all of a sudden, she's like, it just went off. It just went off. And then it sort of ends. Yeah. and you're like, hold on, tell me more. And then you just get you go down a rabbit hole and, and you, you lose yourself again. But. Um, most of the deaths like that were were pretty key moments. And um, I think getting the same... It was a frustration, right? So you'd go through... The way I did it was, like I said before, was just going scene to scene to scene to scene. And you wouldn't get the rumble for about five or six scenes. And you're like, oh, I'm not on the right track. And then all of a sudden... You hear the noise and you feel the rumble, and you're like, Ooh, "Here we go! Here we go! I'm on this! I've got it! I know what I'm going to do now!" And and when you then see a, a new scene you haven't seen before, hmm. like that was just a one of those extremely exciting moments in the game as well. And, but that's that's my And Then one. you get
2: the rumble, and then while you're watching that subverted clip it rumbles again and you're like yes, oh crap again. there's there's a double like it's like a dream within a dream like an inception <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there's that one where she's in front of the she's she's just in front of the camera and she's just staring at the camera and um you go through her past lives yeah and that's so the ending I think. and you go back yeah. and forth and back and forth and back and forth it just keeps on going and just like i wanted more
0: of that and i didn't get that but when they happened they were so special so no. I'd sort of just throw my hat on, on the same pile that you guys just mentioned there as far as just that first moment of, it's not really immersion breaking, it's sort of like, yeah, going another layer deeper where you think you know what's happening and then you realise, no, nah, we're, yeah, we're, we're another layer into this film subconscious. And it was just just so subtly done. Like there was no tells for me at all. It was just like, okay, what's going on here we've got some kind of supernatural subtext and all these other characters and and everything else. And it just sort of was the, one of the the best plot twists in a game that I can recall. Uh, And it's going to stay with me for a very long time, but some of the other ones outside of those first meetings and interactions with the one or the other one were where they were weaving in these, these muses or these immortal beings over time and just, just eat like easily dropping them in, and you know, like I mentioned, how they said they were Adam and Eve and Jesus, and then there was the scene where uh, the one is Marilyn Monroe doing the song to JFK and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's so well thought out and so just like the story just weaves in and out of all these time periods and characters just with ease, mm. and like. And it wouldn't have been an easy thing to do, like as you said, Wilco the the fact they went to such specific detail to show how a film gets put together when the film you know right now doesn't really exist for us to watch outside of the snippets in the game like the the love letter that sam barlow has for for film in this game is endearing like it is up there with anything and it's just so good it's just so different and yeah the 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 lack of hand holding when it came to the 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 key rumbles of vibrations on the controller to to say something big's happening and you just had to sort of crack that nut open yourself in, in whichever fashion you got there was a really, really rewarding experience. And this game is just rewarding from front to back and I just love it, I love it, I love it. Um, let's jump it across and look at it from a negative perspective. JP, least favourite moments or nitpicks and gripes, anything negative you want to throw towards... Immortality right now.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a stickler for story and, and plot holes. And the one that bothered me in the story was the fact that Marissa doesn't age through the game. And I know she's inhabited by an immortal being. Um, but the game also alludes to the fact that the one leaves Marissa for a certain amount of time. She goes into, um, you know basically hibernation in between Minsky and um, what's the two the, of everything. Yeah, two of everything. Yeah, well,
1: she's in control of John at that stage. Yes. And it's when Arthur, the Ambrosia director comes, he's about to die and he comes back and says, here's the negatives. Yeah. Watch these. And that then she watches it and triggers and just subconsciously triggers Marissa back into existence again.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's fine. But it just makes me think like, how is she not aged um, she was 20 in 1969, which means she was 50 in 1999, and she's playing a 35-year-old pop star like Britney Spears-style pop star. And if if you want to say that it's to do with the you know the the supernatural side of it, that's fine. But I as you know, as a writer and everything, I would feel like I have to include a scene where someone says like, Oh, Marissa, like you haven't aged in 30 years. It's amazing. What's your secret? Oh, you know, I use a moisturizer or whatever. Like the fact that nobody seems to notice or care just to me, that seems like a forgotten plot hole. And maybe they like, there's so much care in, um, detail and depth to this game that maybe there is something in there that I've missed because I haven't seen every single clip and I'd like to think that Sam Barlow thought of that but for me that was a nitpick um yeah
0: yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> back that one too like I I just assumed I'm like well because she had some eternal god inside her for a while it probably slowed down the aging process so that's where I'm gonna close that case and I'm gonna move on I just thought you know what if I had the one in me for a while and they left, I'd probably look the same like this in 2050 was my thought. So I'm like, it's low hanging fruit. I'm like, that's the easiest way yeah. to to get a resolution here. But yeah, it would be nice if there was a scene explaining it in some regard because yeah, that was the one of the biggest ones for me. I'm like, what's happened? She looks just the same as she did mm. in the late 60s. Please explain, Sam Barlow. I know it's an indie game, but like age her up a little bit yeah, or something. Like but then I'll
2: up like there's things yeah. you can do. Anyway, um, the other thing that really bothered me was the final scene where they're burning Marissa, but it's very clearly a mannequin that's completely motionless um, and very much not the Marissa that we last saw, who had, you know, bled from her nose and... Um, died in you know, a fairly dramatic fashion, and then suddenly she's there sitting in a chair. She hasn't got any blood on her. Um, are we supposed to believe that they cleaned her up, propped her in a chair, and filmed them burning her? Like, her, actually her? Because when I watched that, I thought, oh, it's a mannequin. That's There's got to be more to this story. That's going to tie into the actual movie that they're making, not something outside of those movies. And... They never went back to explain or to make that work, so I don't know if that was just like cutting some corners on production um, and not wanting to do like a CG uh, replacement or something for for that, but yeah, it, it looked almost like an inflatable doll version of Marissa getting burnt alive, well not alive, but yep. in the chair it was, it was certainly the cheapest practical
0: effects yeah. noticeable in the, in the whole game. I think like it was still a very big moment mm. and it was like, whoa. And then obviously the, the payoff you get at the end of that, after you are sort of scrubbing around and you get that I'm part of you now, um, scenario was very like, what the hell? I don't want to go to sleep tonight because <laughs> I'm scared now because it's like, I've watched this generation's the ring, but, um, yeah, it certainly could have probably been done a little better, but it probably came down to down to dollars. But still cool. Still enjoyed it. And it felt very, like, it reminded me of just shitty practical effects from the 60s and 70s. So I just thought, you know what, maybe that's just a little like a homage to that in a way too, <laughs> where it's just so badly noticeable. But they're like, yeah, let's let's show some love to the giallo films and stuff of the 60s and 70s. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, look, I agree with it um, as far as, especially that scene um i i put it down to the fact that that's the best they could do at the time and i don't know why the rest of it had such good quality um and then they decided that was the part they were going to not spend the money on i'm sure there's a scene earlier on in minsky where someone gets burnt and it looks a lot better or or they burn something anyway and the effects look a lot better but i can't one of the subverted scenes back then but Hmm. um The most frustrating part for me was rolling credits and I think we've all talked about it a little bit as well and I will get into it a bit more in the ending but um, I didn't even realise how to roll credits and I was playing it differently to all you guys so to roll credits you had to go back to the main screen and (laughs) I just didn't go back there. So I reckon I went for about an hour and a half, two hours after seeing all these scenes, trying to get lost and not knowing where to go and then finally I'll, I'll just jump out here and then oh, hold on, things are changing and here we go. She's talking to me. And that was one of my frustrating parts of it. But um not being able to... We said it before, we want to watch the movie in whole. Like, not being able to just have a... After you've rolled credits, okay, I want to go watch Ambrosia. Let me click this. Give it to me in all in one order without stopping. Just let it play. It would have been a simple little option to add, especially at the end. I don't care if I've missed clips from it. Show me what I've got.
2: Cinema mode or something,
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my little other frustrating things. But other than that, um, the ambrosia, not knowing why it got really... Like we mm. talked about it before, the sex scene that they put into the movie was probably one of those things he's realised and then not wanted to release it. Or the over amount of sex in the movie was probably either. But there's no clarification to that as far as all I've seen. No. Um, everything else had a, had a clear ending. Not that. So that was my other one.
0: No, apparently... Um... Ambrosio, the, the the director, stole all the negatives. So the movie just got... But why did he? I think maybe he was jealous of, of John and Barissa actually creating, like starting possible, a relationship yeah. on set. Could be.
1: But it's not clearly... And I know it's a San Barlow game. So he leaves things up to your imagination, but he tied up almost every other end except for Ambrosio. Mm. I know he stole it. Cool, he says that. But there's no why to the...
0: Reason of doing it, so I reckon he was just. Uh, I'm not going to say he's Harvey Weinstein, but like you know, he's not the most uh, nice-looking fella, and he's very creepy and mm. very gross on stage and on set with things he says. So I'd say. It's just envious that he didn't get the young starlet even though he's putting her on the stage and giving her this life-changing opportunity and then she falls in love with the director of photography instead. You talk about how creepy he is and you got the, the the line
1: reading where he literally goes in and goes, okay, let's do the fuck scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then it subverts and you're like, oh my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. But there could be an element where he's trying to direct the movie and he's actually getting a bit of pushback from... John and Marissa are doing it their own way. Like there's a part where like it's a sex scene and Marissa's like looking down the camera mm. and he's like don't look at the camera and then you can hear John arguing, I think it's John arguing with him saying no it's like it's it's modern like it's 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 that's sexy. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I there's a that. few
2: things like that that happen where they're undermining him and he's like well who's the director here? So maybe he just wasn't happy with um, the result. The product, or maybe it was a bit of an F you to John and, and Marissa. It, it could be a combination of all these things that we've we've talked about.
1: Because also, like he thought the mother of Sophia walks out on the movie at one stage as well. Um, Sophia herself absolutely blasts him after, I think it's the breathing scene where she... Um, she breathes while she's dead or she's yeah. supposed to be passed out. Oh, yep. And she absolutely loses that him as well. So I think maybe all the actors might have actually just sort of, you know, almost walked
2: off at the end. But they never clearly the, say it. The, so. One of the other plot holes, or not, it's not a plot hole, but an unanswered question, I should say, is there's this um, church scene where, uh, I think it's Sophia, she just starts crying, like bawling yep. her eyes out. And they're like, cut, like, can you stop crying? <laughs> and you don't get any indication of what upset her. Like, you keep mm-hmm. thinking, oh, there'll be a clip where, you know, she's talking about something that happened to her or you see something take place earlier in the film that's upsetting or she's assaulted or something. But that's just kind of left, as far as what I've unlocked, it's just left unexplained completely. Did either of you have a theory on that part she did mention i can't remember if it
0: was like in a table read or something that she was a very traditional very religious woman so maybe being on this set i thought maybe just got too much for her because there is a lot of middle fingers thrown up towards religion towards it and some of the scenes are very confronting and and potentially impacting on her faith maybe Mm. that was what i thought but it's also not Completely 110% confirmed. Item. Because I know that they filmed Minsky backwards. So whether Ambrosia, they filmed
1: backwards. So they'd already done all that stuff. And this scene was later on. I no. guess you'd have
2: to go to the actual. I had it chronologically playing because um, you can sort it by like when by it was date. by the date. Yeah. And. Yeah. So it was still early on in the filming of it. The church thing was towards the end. Yeah. 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 So I'd say it's.
1: For, it's the same thing I've read elsewhere, and, and and she's very. She was definitely they
2: laid the groundwork. If she was a very Catholic person in real life, wasn't she the and one? She's hearing this. Wasn't she the one that like showed Marissa how to like straddle the Yeah, guy. how to straddle him, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, I should, you know, should have cast you." And she's like, "You cast me as a virgin." And she was kind of like saying that she was a bit of a, a, a bad girl who'd been cast. Yeah.
0: Religious people can be bad. You can you yeah. can attest uh, to that, Jono. Sure. You saucy
1: mix. <laughs> But I assume what he was actually saying on the sermon that she was listening to got to her, triggered her, yeah. and gone. Oh, well, I've, I've, this, I've, yeah. I've really had a bad life. I've done some things I should. not Interesting. Done. Yeah. I actually thought she was
0: actually acting really
1: well. Yeah. I thought she was crying. <laughs> it was if, that was supposed to happen, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Stop crying." I'm like,
0: "Why?" It Works really well. Yeah. No, it was it was very well done. I don't really have any other gripes apart from things we've sort of just unpack there like overall i don't really have like a a least favorite Mm. moment or scene i think at all is just it's the sum of all parts you know you need some of those nothing scenes that don't give you any um alternate things tying into the one or the other one it's it's just all part of that breadcrumb trail that you follow but um let's let's sort of jump in and unpack a little bit more of that ending if you think we need to, like, I know Jono, you've sort of touched on. I think we've all collectively shared some thoughts on it, but let's sort of let's 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 dig deeper. JP,
2: yeah, I triggered it early, you know, clicking on fire or clicking on something like that, and I was very confused. Um, and then the achievement pops up with like, see Marissa's, um, see what becomes of Marissa or whatever it is, and I was like, okay. And I mentioned how fake it looked, so I thought maybe there was more to it. Um, but then it wasn't until I watched it, you know, I watched that film chronologically that I got to see, you know, the the bar scene where she actually trips over and uh, falls down and, and actually dies. And then I got the subverted version. Um, and and that's one of the cool things about this, this game is you have all these moments like um, Carl getting shot and... Um, uh, John taking over the role of Minsky and you have all these things that are the drama of the film but then you get a double layer where there's also a subverted reason behind it where it's like, oh, actually it was the one wanting to shoot the other one and that's why the gun went off. Um, and and t- to get that for the ending and seeing um, what was happening at that spiritual level in the other world, you know, the... Um, the Twin Peaks kind of thing happening again. It was like, okay, this is the real ending. Is this scene happening here? So uh, yeah, I, it was a it was a big moment and freaky that, that you know, as I said before, where you're getting the subverted one, then the rumble goes off and you go back and get a different clip, and then you go back and get a different clip, and each time, you know, the one's getting more up and close into the camera, and it's always really jarring each time it happens. I don't know how like Ali Ali's playing this on PC, and she said there's a musical cue, but there there wasn't a musical cue for every single time I had a rumble. So I wonder if what I've heard that the, the, they make a sound of a
0: rumble, so the, no. that that vibrating oh, the sound brrr. is actually that's in the interesting. Game. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's one way to deal with it, I guess. That way you get this, the same experience more or less without the the haptic feedback. But yeah, I I got it triggered. On that on that bar scene you mentioned, JP, where where the one is just exhausted and can no longer control both Marissa and John, and, and Marissa pretty much just falls into her death slash vegetative state, and then the ending popped, and yeah, it was um it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. I apart from yeah the the less than savory practical effects that we've already uh, <laughs> poo pooed on a little bit, I thought it was a great way to to not completely with a bow wrap the story up because you do circle back and you want to keep digging and, and unearthing all these all these clips, but I got a pretty close to complete experience with when that ending popped and I did go back and I've since been digging around some more footage a little bit, probably spent another 45 minutes to an hour after it popped initially and, and went back and played around with it some more, but loved it. And as I mentioned, just that ending where... the the one then circles back and says, you know, I'm part of you now. And you just have this sort of like, I'd like this chill go through me a little bit where I'm like, oh no, like I hope this game isn't somehow cursed. (laughs) And we find out down the line that we're all getting controlled by these eternal parasitic entities, which is terrifying in itself. But it was just a really great touch. And just that constant fourth wall breaking in this was just like, oh, Give me, give me more of this. I want all of the Sam Barlow and that ending was just a nice cherry on top of a very warped, unusual Sunday for me.
1: Hmm. Definitely. I had, um, like I said, it took me a while to realise I'd rolled credits, but I definitely had the, the fire scene early. Didn't roll credits because I definitely jumped in and out. It was that bar scene that triggered it for me. Um, 100%. That's that, that's the last thing I saw before finally really credits. Yeah. Um, the frustrating part for me was with the ending. Was I missed the whole Amy getting taken over? Thing. Yeah, I knew too. Amy was some major part of it. Obviously, um, she, was, she was definitely part of it. But I, I had to go back afterwards and actually go to that scene and, and trigger the Amy, um be watching it in the cinema stuff. So um, just missing a few key scenes, even though it already rolled credits, was a little bit annoying. But otherwise, the ending, yeah. It's made for this type of interaction now of going on socials, going on Reddit, and like I said before, and I think that's where the the ending really shines. And wanting to now go back in and dive and, and find more more clips at, at some stage, which I will do, um, and um, yeah, try and get a bit more of a an understanding of the, the clips I missed from. There's apparently a whole like I got ninety two and ninety and ninety percent of yeah, the the same. movies when I finished. Um, it's the subverted ones. I think I'm about sixty or seventy percent of that, so um, I need to go back and find all of them because I think there's going to be some interesting stuff in there that I've missed.
0: Yeah, my my percentage scores are somewhere in the realm of seventy to eighty. So you guys have sort of dug deeper than I have. So I'm looking forward to. It feels like it almost might be a bit of a rainy night, rainy day yeah. game where you are just like you know I've got a bit of an hour, like I've got an hour to kill. I feel like something a bit different, you know? I don't want to play Fortnite. I'm going to dive back into this creepy film trilogy and, and see what else I can unearth and see what else can weird me out and make me feel a little bit creeped. And it's it's just a sign of excellent storytelling. The fact that it's done in such an uneven, splintered way, yet it still is coherent in a way, mm. is just like, mwah, I love it and I can't say enough good things about it. But, um, gents, let's let's maybe throw our last words... On Immortality here, let's try and wrap this thing up with a nice creepy bow. Jono, Mm. what's what's your final opinion, spoiler or spoiler-free, on Immortality? Give us a rating, give us a review. You score this thing, you praise it however you like.
2: I mean, I think I said it before about, you know, being top five or six of games of the year so far. That could only probably go up as I talk about it more and more and uncover more clips, I think. So I think... That in itself tells you like the fact that I want to go back for more and I have gone back for more to try and get as much as I can of the story told. Like I I really want to get 100% and I don't know, like I've, I've tried to find more clips and I can't, so I don't know if there's something that I'm not clicking on I might need to sleuth around the internet. And it's a hard one to know what you're missing. So you have to see like what's something that people are commonly not clicking on um that's that's what i'm going to have to do to get there so that's that's uh something that i might chip away at over over time or i might just try and find like you know some youtube playlist of every clip and just go through them and do it that way it's probably a bit easier but i i feel like it's the kind of thing where because it's so cryptic you really want to know everything and make sure you haven't missed anything at all so i think that is um my way of summing up the way that this game leaves me feeling. It's just that um that feeling that you want a hundred percent know everything and you know, there's there's allusions to, to things that happen. Like I never got to see an actual clip of um of the fight between Marissa's character in the last movie and the the billionaire where they actually, like there's the rehearsal, but that you don't get to see the actual fight Yeah, on them. the bed. Yeah, so I, I'm like, is there a filmed version of that or do they never get to that point? Um, I don't remember seeing it. I, 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 I saw the rehearsal it.
0: one a good couple of times, yeah. but I don't recall seeing that and then imposed into the film. Yeah, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're dead by that time they get yeah, to that point. Yeah, sure, that
2: makes sense. But there, there is a bit of a gap between... Um, that character dying and the other character going to like avenge her basically. So I want to see if I've missed any clips there, for example, but yeah, that's me. Wilco,
1: what's your last word on immortality? I want to quickly jump off that point. I think finding, I know it's simple. We've we've talked about all these other endings, but finding the ending to the two of us where you actually find out that Amy's the killer, not the billionaire and not, not anyone else. Like that was a really big, um, exciting moment for me, but this game is something just special to me. Um, I don't have a lot of time in my life. I finished this game. I forced myself to finish this game because I wanted to get to the end and I wanted to experience the whole thing. Uh, so for me to to talk about game games of the year, like I just don't finish games. You know me, I'm racing. I'm doing all this other stuff. I'm just definitely not playing story-driven games at the moment because I just don't have that much time. The, the trickiest part with this game was finding time to play it because most of my time has kids in the room. <laughs> My kids aren't watching this game. A lot of sex, a lot of boobies. <laughs> yep, exactly. So every time I'd see them sneak past, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything here. Not, I'm not playing <laughs> anything. Don't worry, just walk away. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it's, it's a, the world he's created around pretty much nothing. Like There's nothing that he's he's just made, created this whole world and this whole um, story, this whole intrigue thing. It's just something really special. And, a, and I recommend anyone to go, go at least try it and get to that moment where you go, aha, now I need to find Mm. out. Like, I've been playing here, but this is actually over here, way way over further away of where I'm supposed to be. So,
2: yeah, definitely give it a go. If I can throw just, like, one thing before before you can wrap things up, Brendan, like, I, I feel like when, you know, in years' time, when people are doing their, like, top 10 most shocking moments in video games and, like, top 10 moments, you know, in games the moment of that everyone has which is a different moment but f- discovering the one and yep. the subverted clips i feel like that will be that moment the, the the way you get like you know leaving the vault in fallout 3 for the first time and all these iconic moments in gaming i f- i feel like this has the potential for a lot of people to resonate to that degree where it's like you'll never forget that that first moment that you kind of clicked in this game
0: I agree. I, th- I think this game's going to get talked about for a good long time. It'll be mentioned in those types of discussions for-, for years to come. I think because it is so well done, and this world that Sam Barlow's has created, it's believable. Like even though it does go into fantasy and supernatural and eternal beings and stuff, it is all believable and so well crafted. Like every detail, big or small, is there for a reason. And I love it. And I can't speak highly enough of this game. It's one of my favorite games I've played in a good long while. It's so unique to everything else that's out there at the moment as well. And yeah, if, if you're on Game Pass, as I said, you're doing yourself a disservice by not downloading this and playing it. Five to six hours, like, yes, that is a sizable chunk of time, but if you could chip away at this over a a few days, few weeks, few months, whatever time you have available, you're going to be rewarded with a brilliant story, brilliant acting, brilliant soundtrack as well. And, and just, you know, the, just the subtle uses of the vibration and the eerie shift in tone with those subverted clips. Mm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And I strongly hope that, well, I hold out hope that these three films will get released in their entirety on Netflix, like I think it just makes too much sense. Like the game's coming to the Netflix gaming platform, why wouldn't you then throw these in over the top, where you could watch these on your telly in 4K or whatever, and have a great time and just see these stories play out in full instead of having to jump back and forth through the gaming menus. So uh, definitely eight bit approved. Immortality is very much worth your time. It's it sort of blends genres and story and tone, and it's just one of the best things I've played in a good long time. Hmm. So uh, shout out to Sam Bylow, shout out to Half Mermaid and shout out to you two legends for joining me here on this uh, very, very crazy erratic journey that has been this immortality spoiler cast. For a game that goes on and off the rails as frequently as it does, I think we managed to keep this podcast on the rails for the most part. I think it's very coherent and hopefully succinct and makes sense, listeners. But uh, listeners, share your thoughts with us on the socials At Wilco's Chill Zone, at Jonah himself, at Brendan8bit, at We Are 8 bits what you thought about immortality because we'd love to talk to you in spoiler or spoiler-free capacities just to get more ideas. Let us know of things we've missed. Let us know of big plot points or characters or scenes we haven't seen that can then just completely blow our collective minds because we didn't even think of that avenue to sort of walk down. So, uh, yeah, immortality. One of the surprise hits of 2022, and it's going to be on many, many people's game of the year list, gentlemen. Thank you so much for spoiling things for me tonight. It's been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to doing it with you both again very soon. Anyway, yeah, Don't listen to this podcast in reverse either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you might get a clip of uh, Brendan and Wilco making out or something. It's
1: not on the internet. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure
0: it's... <laughs> we never released the footage. <laughs> I'm right. a part of you now.
1: <laughs>